I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, I'll tell you the one question no prospect expects and why it reshapes the entire sales process, increases revenues, and closes more deals. Stick around. There's rarely a silver bullet, no, no single solution that makes all the difference. We die by a thousand cuts, we heal with a thousand band-aids. But sometimes, something comes along that does move the needle. It's material, meaningful, and it's what I want to talk about today. Here's why today's podcast is so important. Most sales demos are a waste of time. Most sales calls, a waste of time. Most pricing proposals you send out, a waste of time. Why? They don't solve the actual problem buyers have. They're discussions, calls, webinars, Zoom meetings about them, not the buyer. What they do, what products they offer, what prices they charge. Part of it's on us. We're polite people. We're nice. So we don't interrupt. We sit patiently. We watch your demo. We hear your story. And then we don't buy. Why? Because all we heard you talk about is you. We didn't hear you talk about us. Instead, sellers could cut through all that by asking the one question I'm about to give you right now. So, here it is. How many records do you want to find? That's it. Imagine getting that question if you're the buyer. Your answer and the answer you're going to get will always be the same. I want all of them. Of course, who's going to answer most of them? Who's going to answer some of them? And that is where, why, and how you make your money. And so very few people ask that. You know, the backbone of any employment screening program is a criminal records check. There are a lot of need-to-haves, a lot of nice-to-haves, but only a few must-haves. Criminal record check is one of them, so it all starts there. In 20 years, I've never had a prospect tell me they just needed education verifications or just wanted a professional license verified. Every single call I've been on, meeting I've been in, presentation I've done, criminal record checks were discussed. And that's not only a winning sales strategy, it's a winning support strategy. Because when we ask that question and we get that answer that we know we're going to get, now I'm not talking about a 10 buck background check anymore. I'm not talking about a $30 background check anymore. I'm talking about a $50, $7,500 screen, one that provides a lot of protection, a lot of depth. Now, I'm going to pivot here for new listeners. The goal of a background check company is not to deny people's jobs. The goal of an employer is not to deny people jobs. Think the recruiter or hiring manager wants to look at more resumes, sit through more interviews? Everyone's goal is to find the right match. Now, sometimes that means, yeah, the sex offender can't work in a daycare. But a number of studies show, as well as my my own research and personal experience, criminal records are not by and large used by employers to deny en masse employment to everybody who has one. But the goal is to find out the information that's needed to make a sound decision. So now I'll pivot back. That's why the question is so important. Too often... Screeners fall into the trap of assuming the client already knows what they want, and it's our job to promise them the same thing one minute faster and one dollar cheaper. We think we win the business if we can do the same thing the other company did just that way. After all, it's what the survey data says, right? Speed continues to be what buyers struggle with, but surveys 
don't necessarily say they're firing their vendor or hiring someone else new because of it. It seems common sense. And if, if you want to explore more depth, my sentiment that you're not going to get fired if you're two hours slower, scroll down in the podcast feed to my, one of my previous posts on this. I got a ton of ideas on how you can help hire faster without getting beat up as the screener. So, but let's, let's go back. What if the employer doesn't want that? What if that's not the reason they called you? What if we explored whether what the prospect asked for was what they really wanted, what they really needed? What if we didn't assume our buyer was aware that different things mean different results? Method of court research, depth of social trace, source of social trace, complexity of alias name guidelines. You know, I've, I've studied this issue for 20 years. I've done surveys and research reports on it every year. I do them for my clients now. What's your program? What are your search settings and limits, your lookbacks, your methods? And then I compare them to benchmarks and identify gaps. The when, the where, the how, you'll miss criminal records. And when you look through that on behalf of an employer, and then you provide that numerically, and you identify for every X number of records you're going to find, here's how many felonious sexual assault convictions you'll miss. And, and when we overlay the program with the known holes, gaps in court research, social trace, source, complexity of alias names, when we overlay that program with those benchmarks that I know to be true, and we can tell an employer, hey, if this is the choice you make, and this is the program you want, here's how, when, where, and why you're going to miss the next felonious sexual assault conviction. It's a math equation, people. It's easy, it's determinable, and most importantly, it's a powerful, powerful sales weapon. When I was inside of a CRA, I espoused three core screening principles that were not standard inside of our industry. And find me, please, if you wanna learn what they are, okay? But each of these three principles increased our margins, our revenue, and our profits. And each of those principles provided a better, cleaner, more accurate, and more compliant search. Our background checks cost a lot more, and they were a lot better. After experiencing what our clients got, how many do you think called to complain us about price? And what do you think happens when we get to walk into an account review with flashy stats and real-life examples of how what we recommended stopped the sex offender from working in the childcare facility? or stop the unlicensed mechanic from working on an airplane. And we got to do that because of what we sold, because of what we believed. And then given those wins, the security and the trust that we built, the business we helped protect, how successful do you think we were when we recommended something new, an additional product or service that we thought could help them? Pretty freaking successful, that's for sure. So. We sold them what they needed, not what they asked for on the first call. Now let me argue the other side. Some of you listening, Kevin, it's our job to get signatures, which I agree with. It's our job to give them what they want, what they ask for. Your exercise makes it harder for me. We make it less closes. And all those things might be true. And if you're on the sales side listening and brute force is how you run your corner of the world, I might agree with you. You can hit your numbers and your goals and everything is right with the world. But I'm not sure how much your business is positively impacted by this. Because there might be 220 or 200 of you selling inside your company. So while it works for you, it might not work for the larger organization. Some of these examples. 
if, if you look inside a company and their cost structure in the environment we're in right now, this is how we can look and see while one shop might be down 35%, they can survive for 35 months. Another, 30, another shop's down 35%. They may be down to their last 35 days. So even now, 20 years into the industry and four years into working independently with different shops across the world, seen under the hood, I'm still shocked about the lack of depth inside of a lot of the standard sales packages. I'm not mad at anyone. And we don't do it because we're trying to cut corners. We're not using a substandard or diluted trace product in order to drive down costs, but still claim, quote, all names, all counties at a lower expense, which is a trick in our space. But a lot of shops, they're just not aware of these opportunities to increase their profits and serve their clients better at the same time. They get a request for pricing and vomit out a number as fast as they can. And what happens is we miss all of the opportunities there. And like I said before, you can turn anything into a math equation. Want to be the shop that does 100 searches at 25% margin or 50 searches at 50% margin? It's the same profit. But that second shop now is profits they can do a lot with. You can invest in the business. You can invest in the product, the people, the processes. Your labor costs are lower doing that second example. Or you put the money in your pocket. So back to the question. Do you want to find some of the records, most of the records, or all of the records? People, things are worth what they cost, and you get what you pay for. What we struggle with as sellers is convincing someone that more equals better and that better costs more. So that's the greatness behind the question. It's no longer incumbent upon you to convince someone of something. You don't have to push that rock up the hill anymore. Convincing them that spending double than your competitor's diluted screen, because diluted is an esoteric concept, you don't have to do that anymore because you've proven it with data. And they already told you what they wanted was what you're offering anyways. So go collect those signatures. That's how you build an empire. Thanks for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio. If you want to learn more about how to turn this concept into a quantifiable strategy for your sales team, you can find me on LinkedIn or Kevin at CRADoctor.com. Have a great day.